You're listening to the 212 Roundtable Podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe. You can also find the Brew Club at 212.beer. That's the number two, the word 12.beer. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching 212 Brew Club. Now on to the show. Yeah, we are. Welcome to another episode of the 212 Brew Club. 212 Roundtable. I don't know what we call this show anymore. Yeah. It's a 212 Roundtable. How many episodes is this? Is this seven now? That we've released? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got a whole bunch of got a whole bunch of backlogs that I need to put together, but this is like six or seven. Yeah, six or seven, because <laughs> um, the Bourbon County was a two-part series. Which counts as two episodes. I'm just, I think part two was episode six. Like Star Wars? Part, yeah. <laughs> Just like Star Wars. Uh, welcome, everybody. I am Tony Golick. Uh, I'm here, as always, in Brandon's basement with... Brandon Winninger. It's funny how that works in out. my basement. Yeah, it's your basement. <laughs> Thanks for letting us do this again. Um, welcome back, uh, everybody, to another exciting episode. Today, we're actually going to talk about homebrew. Home I should put an effect in my voice. Like, make it echo. Like, homebrew. Yeah, you can put in, like, a clap track in the back. I'm putting that all in. This time I'm actually going to do it. Editor's note. <laughs> that all just happened, as you guys heard. I did put all that stuff in there. Uh, yeah, so we actually have two beers. The, the the main one that we're trying tonight is your beer, Brandon. Why don't you tell people about your beer and what kind of beer this is? Yeah, so this is... Uh, we've... Uh, it's come to be named the Shaggy Tail Pale Ale, which was originally, we homebrewed it for our housewarming party. Yeah. Yes. You, 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 not, uh, not me and you, but no, you and Becky. Yeah. Me and Mike had, no, me and Mike. But I'm saying, yeah, your, yes. your, your, your housewarming, uh, yes. sorry. But you and Mike yeah. Brewed. So me and Mike brewed it for uh, the housewarming party. And then we liked the recipe. It was a good recipe. We actually had five gallons of it and went through it in about two hours at the housewarming party there was literally people would just not leave the area they just kept drinking it so it's a good sign yeah i drank a bunch of it so then uh, we actually had the honor of doing it again with uh almond brewing here in chicago because uh, we wanted to brew a beer for our wedding you and becca again again it's not me and you yes. it's not you and the brew club i'm just yes. letting people know that for <laughs> your wife my wife and i yes. uh for our <laughs> yeah. wedding just trying um, to keep everything clear yep so we brewed that uh we did how many gallons of that? Like 20 to 25 gallons? I think it was 20. Yeah. So we three kegs went there. Um, and then we did we take a keg or two home? I don't uh, I don't remember. Because that that would have been 25 gallons then, <sighs> roughly. We'll have to check in with Ailman on this one. Yeah. I'm sure they remember. I'm sure they have all that written down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's either 20 or 25. Yeah, it's 20 or 25. Uh, so that went. We went through only about five gallons at the wedding, ironically, but, you know, there's a bunch of free booze there, too, so people were drinking that. Yes. That one actually turned out a little hoppier than we expected. Yes. They did a fine job of hopping it, and I think maybe we missed our adjustment somewhere with them, but I had five gallons in my house for a while. Yeah, it was good. That people drank a lot of, too. Yeah, I mean, that was a great beer, and... um, 
yeah, so we, anyways, so we had leftover, we drank that, all that good stuff. So, uh, decided to do it again now for our baby shower. So, this is kind of like. Again, <clears throat> this is Brandon and his wife Becca's baby shower. Yes. Not mine and his, <laughs> not he and the brew club, he and his wife. Yes. So, baby shower is actually this Saturday. So, today is actually Thursday, April 25th. So, last Saturday, <laughs> by the time you guys hear this, it's when the baby shower is was. Yes. Exactly. So, uh, well, yeah, we brewed it again. So Tony and I actually brewed this one, uh, I think I was looking at my notes, like March 27th. Tony is is I, not his wife. <laughs> sorry, I, that's the last time I'm going to do that. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so March 27th we brewed this. Uh, we actually just, so, got it all set up, got it kegged, mm, yeah. um, had it on a, a regulator that apparently is running way too high. Um, which is fine. You know, it's great. We figured it out. We poured some out into a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, got actually uh, some decent pours on it. Yeah. It looks great. Smells great. I'm excited. Um, and then we um, uh, picking up my a new regulator tomorrow. So we'll have that taken care of. As <coughs> the woes, as the woes of a home brewer. All the little hiccups that happen before events when you're planning exactly. to do something. Something always goes awry, if you will. Um, yeah, so we have that beer. I also, just to make things more interesting, I had a pale ale that I brewed. Uh, I brewed this shortly after we did the pale ale episode with Kevin. And this pale ale turned out, this is like <clears throat> the 10th or 11th, the 10th or 11th version of this Portage Park pale ale that I've done. The difference in this one was the hops, basically. And we'll get into that when we taste it and, and, and drink it. Um, it didn't finish as low as I wanted it to. Uh, as far as final gravity goes, I could have maybe pitched some more yeast and let it go, but eh, it came out to be about three and a half, four percent beer, which is fine. I needed a low, uh, low alcohol beer on tap anyways. It's not like residually sweet or anything, not finishing fermenting. All my numbers were fine up until my final gravity. So I'm assuming I didn't, uh, do enough to help it along, but um, let's talk about your beer first, the Shaggy Tail. And I'm going to throw this out here because I think I think I know you've said this before. You guys, you and Mike, you originally wanted to do an Alpha King clone from Three Floyds, correct? And then you and Mike got together and created this recipe, which was based off of Alka, uh, Alpha King, and then made your adjustments correct. to how you wanted it. All right, um, I've had this before. I've not had this that you and I have brewed, so suck it, Mike. Uh, one thing I will point out is that our gravity, which we'll have to figure out. Both of these beers have uh, gravities that are a little off. Uh, this this was supposed to be, was it supposed to be like 6%? Roughly. 6 7%. We ended up at 7.9%. So we have an 8% pale ale. Eh, we're looking more at IPA at this point. Exactly. Uh, it's because it's, it's supposed to be super bitter. If you've never had Alpha King from Three Floyds, um, What's wrong with you? It's really good. Uh, it's it is. You and I have talked about it before on this uh, show. And, yeah, and the the hops are different. I mean, so we basically followed you know more or less the same hop profile, but made adjustments in the amount of hops and a lot in the dry hopping. We changed. Uh, I'd be interested to do like a side by side just to see. Well, maybe for your baby shower, I'll get some Alpha King. Um, right off the bat, color is spot on. It's like a orangish, goldish. Palish, <laughs> how's that for a descriptor? Uh, it's like an orange. Uh, it looks like a pale ale. If you've never had a pale ale before, you won't understand what I'm talking about. But it does have like a, an orangeish, uh, orangeish golden hue to it. It smells super piney, super citrusy, 
and my first sip off of it well when i tried it when we were pouring i was like jesus christ it was super hoppy it was also from the bottom of the keg but the sip off of this now that it's settled um it's pretty good man it's got a nice bitterness to it and it's 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 just the way it's like the way it smells it's fruity uh citrusy piney a little sweetness to it too um and it's not to me it's not overly bitter no especially i mean for how many hops for how much hops went into this i mean actually i'm gonna pull up my phone right now (laughs) are you doing the same thing no go ahead oh um i'm gonna pull up beersmith right now to take a look at what we did here so looking at the actual recipe here the original abv was supposed to be 6.16 percent uh it's 69.2 ibus so i'd say the and the color is 8 srm and looking at it here on the phone compared to the glass which i mean i got a small icon here but that's that's pretty damn close um so the alcohol level is a little high but i'd say the ibus are pretty spot on um it's a nice balanced bitterness to this it's not uh, overly aggressive or anything yeah being as high as it is you would expect it to have more of that bitterness that you would get from an ipa um, but again, we weren't shooting for IPA. We we're shooting for a more aggressive pale ale. Uh, but we so we ended up with like the alcohol content of an IPA, exactly. But the you know the the bitterness of a pale ale. And the bitterness of it is pretty smooth. And I feel like where it's kind of amped up like an IPA in a pale ale, the bitterness kind of rolls off your like rolls over your tongue. You get it, you feel it, and that's it. With this, it's not super bitter and aggressive, and then all of a sudden it kind of hits the sides of your tongue, and it's kind of just sitting there now. So that bitterness does kind of resonate with you after you've already taken the sip. Yeah, which I think is when we did the one for the wedding, how that one turned out so bitter. Oh my god! Like that one had that bite, and I I like that. Yeah, I just can't drink the shit out of it. Yeah, but I I can't like consistently in a single night. I can't go back and forth with that because that's just. Heavy with the bitterness. That was a bit, yeah. Uh, this is better. Like, I could do this. 100%. I think this is more along the lines of what you and Mike did originally. Um, I'm looking forward to having more of this on Saturday, uh, but not too many. So I got to go to Aurora afterwards. Really? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's Feaster. Fake Easter. Uh, one of those. Edit that out. <laughs> um,. Yeah, but uh, I am looking forward to having um, more of these on Saturday. But again, not uh, not too many of them. 8%. But it, it's I feel like, and I just, before we started this, I had the Citra, uh, the two brothers at Citra United. Um, and that one was also dangerously easy to drink at 7%. But it wasn't crazy bitter. So I don't feel like I'm taking away. I had some pretzels too. But I don't think it's taking away from the bitterness that, or like dumbing down no, how bitter is so that at is at all. That's going to be, that's easy to drink. When I say that, I'm talking about Shaggy Tail. The Shaggy Tail Pale Ale is an easy-to-drink beer, which is dangerous with it being 8%. So I'm very happy with the way that that turned out. Yeah, it turned out great. I'm, yeah. I'm super excited. And this was really... We've brewed beers on your system before, but now that you've got your own keg, your own uh, kegerator set up, once we get the picnic nap fixed, yeah. um, this is the first beer that you're having on tap at your house that you brewed here. At your house, man. So that's exciting. So Using this is, all of my... Yeah, my all of your stuff, yeah. yeah. Except for my transfer, uh, my um, siphon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Except for my auto siphon. And it's not actually mine. That one's Mike's. Oh, way to go. Thanks, from, Mike. It's from Jane's. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I'm congratulations on that, man. This is this is very good. I'm, I I can see this being a beer that you brew regularly and have on tap. Maybe bringing it down to like five percent would be better, but you know we can make adjustments. We'll see what happens. Your efficiency was just I think either we measured wrong or your efficiency is just so crazy that you ripped you pull out more sugar as possible. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Way to do know. sugars. Yeah, come on out. Yeah. I would be curious to try it again without making adjustments just to see if it was something in what we did sure. that kind of screwed it up. Or, I don't want to say screwed it up because it's not a screwed up beer. No, um, it's it's just it, tur- it turned out different than what we yeah. had uh, planned for. Some may say better. <laughs> Some may say, okay. What? Some may I say, what's it's... wrong with you? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would definitely like to do it again just to see if it, if it goes the same route. Sure. Because then we know it's, you know... We have to adjust the efficiency on it just yep. to kind of bring it down. So that would be interesting. Um, yeah, maybe later in the summer after the kid, you know, when he wants to brew his first beer. Yeah. Get him out there. Just like Mike did. Mike had Warren Brewing, I think, after two weeks. Yeah. Well, it was also the gallon batch on his stovetop. But uh, speaking of which, um, as you know, as if anybody who – I know there are some people who keep listening to the show, so thank you. Every week I know you guys – there are some of you who listen to it. As you guys know – Brandon and Becca are very close to having baby uh, Wenninger very soon, like two weeks very soon. Yep. Like even from the time you guys hear this, we are even closer to maybe like most times we go a week and a half or something. We're getting there. <clears throat> I say we like I have anything to do with it other than cheering them. Tony's on. Tony's gonna be the doctor. I am. I'm gonna actually deliver the baby. Did you tell Becca yet? Nope. She's gonna be pumped when she sees me in there, <laughs> slapping the glove. <laughs> All right, let's get this baby out. Um, you want to move on to the next beer? My beer? Or where are we at in time-wise? What are we, what are we looking at? Like 10 minutes? 14 minutes. 14 minutes? Yeah, you know what? I got an idea. Let's move on to my beer first. Okay. I'm going to my beer, and we'll, we'll do something else after this. This might be a shorter episode, but I got an idea. Fine. All right. Um, so this beer is my Portage Park Pale Ale, and I, I know I brought it up a couple times, maybe once or twice. Um Anybody that knows me and knows how I've been brewing, uh, I've brewed this beer many a times. Uh, this is going. This is this is the tenth version of this beer. The, oh, really? Yeah, the tenth version of this beer. Because what I want to do is I, I talked about it on the pale ale episode. Pale ale is my favorite uh, style of beer to drink, and it, my favorite to brew because it is an easy beer to brew, but hard. To make it like super consistent, like hard to make a very balanced version uh, of that style. What's wrong? I was looking at the uh, calculator for a second. I'm like, what's wrong with the numbers? And it's upside down. Oh, yeah, okay. is it still fl- I was like, is it still flashing? Is it going up? No, no, it's no. good. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I was talking about paleo. Oh, it's my favorite. It, it's it's an easy beer as far as what you put into it. It's it's super simple, but the flavor. As far as what grains you're using, like the malts you're using, and the hops and the yeast can really make a pale ale pretty complex. Um, and that's what I find so fun about it. It's kind of like cooking. That's why that's how I view a pale ale. Uh, why I've done it so many times is that if you take something like you're cooking, I don't, I don't know, I'm trying to think, what's a good recipe? A pasta sauce. If you've made pasta sauce from scratch, you've done it over and over again, you change seasonings here and there, and you finally find that sweet spot that's kind of what i'm looking for here in my pale ale so in this version version 10 uh, i shot for an abv of 5.6 uh 
Uh, IBUs, uh, 39.7, so we'll just round it up to 40. So everything was pretty much in, in the middle uh, range here. And I just use, so this one I use Munich. I also use pale malt. I use flaked oats. I use aromatic malt, which I use this time because I want, that's something that I've done differently. That I did differently. I used to use honey malt. I use this instead because um, it, 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 it rich golden hues and it's a Munich style malt that will contribute an intensely malty flavor and aroma. So it's kind of up in the maltiness in there, which isn't necessarily a common thing in pale ales like pale ales aren't super malty but i only use it's 2.4 percent of my entire grain bill so oh, wow. I, it just added i felt like it just adds a little bit of sweetness and the color that i really liked um to this and there's acid malt and flaked oats too but the, what was the biggest difference in this was that i used two hops i have me personally have never used before which is calypso and zythos what made you choose those? I had never used them before. Oh. So I was, was and, really and actually, yeah, factor. yeah. And uh, when I read what Calypso was, Calypso was interesting to me, and I'm going to read this from Beersmith. It says, a dual-purpose uh, hop from the Hopsteiner breeding program that may establish itself as special. It's used for ales, stouts, and barley wines. The aroma, not as tropical as the name might imply, but rich in both stone fruits, such as pears and peaches, notes mm. of cherries, and citrus. Uh, substitute is unknown. Other thing that I read about Calypso um, is that it gives off an apple flavor, not an off taste like green apple um, that you'll get. Acetaldehyde. <laughs> Acetaldehyde is what gives that green apple flavor, and that comes uh, from early removal from the beer from the yeast before it's completed fermenting. Oh, wow. Uh, but it's not the same type of apple flavor, and I tasted it early on, and I don't know if you get that because I know you, I saw you take yeah. a sip. Um, but real quick, one more thing. Drink the That's okay. There's uh, there's a very little left. The other one, Zythos. I know a lot of people are using Zythos for New England IPAs, uh, which is why I wanted to use it. And it says it's a proprietary blend designed to complement existing IPA and pale ale hop varieties. So I thought this would be good to go in there. Uh, distinct tropical pineapple and citrus tones with slight pine characteristics. So those two hops together sounded like a lot of fun to throw in there. And specifically, I threw them in at one ounce at 15 minutes, which is Calypso, and one ounce of Zythos at 10 minutes. That's what I was going to So they're ask. late edition hops. So I just got a crazy idea. The Calypso, so I still want to brew, or brew, I still want to do a cider. Yeah. I want to add mm. Calypso. Yeah, we can try that, man. Oh, that's a good idea. That would be awesome. Here's some Calypso, and then I know Eris over here in Chicago, um, they do a dry hopped cider with Simcoe. Have you ever had that one? I think so. Is it pedestrian? No, that's not pedestrian. It's I forget so which one it is. It's so pedestrian. Uh, but it is really good. And actually, that'd be fun. Dude, I wonder how... No, that's another conversation. We'll have to figure that out. We'll have to figure out how to add Calypso to um, the cider. Well, if you either dry hop it or you can boil it. And then add it to... You boil the cider. It's not... I thought there was a con to boiling cider. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not... I, I no, I'll tell you this. We're definitely not... Brewing experts, we're just home brewers, and we have some knowledge. I'll tell you this: cider we're sure as shit. Now, I've made one cider my entire life, yeah. and it was fucking delicious. Well, yeah, I mean, the, can't wait to do a cider episode. Yeah, I mean the the basis of brewing a cider is pretty simple. If you're just taking it and dumping it into a fermenter and throwing yeast on top of it, right? So. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I, mean, we, I think we should definitely do a cider kind of with Calypso. 
or yeah, less and hops. then like actually like do you know we could have a future episode where we're just like kind of diving into that. Oh, house ciders, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, and Mike, Mike has some. Oh, I got something to mention about Mike. Uh, Mike does have some experience with ciders as well. What is your overall impression of this beer? This is ridiculously easy drinking, which kind of goes with the theme of the night of all well, these easy drinking beers. Well, and the good news about this is it's three and a half to four percent because it didn't finish. Like, uh, this is the kind of easy drinking you want in a yeah, a beer, as opposed to a, an almost eight percent beer that's going down almost the same. And I know this is a little bit warmer because I came from home with this. Um, next time you come by, it'll still be on tap, and we'll have or you know I mean I'll bring I'll bring some on Saturday. Okay, I'll bring some to the baby shower, and we'll drink that right away. Um, I'll fill up a growler of it. It's kind of something I always want to... I, I actually kind of like the way it turned out. Yeah. I like the hops. I think I would like to add um, some type of... Was that your phone or mine? Yeah. Both of us. Uh, I, I think I'd like to add a small amount of a bittering hop at the beginning. Maybe some Cascade. Something more traditional pale ale like and then yeah. just have these if i need to ramp these up or steep them to add that fruitiness then maybe i'll do that but i like the flavor profile of it i just need a little bit more from it um and overall i'm, I'm pretty happy with portage park pale ale version 10 <clears throat> yeah you know what's cool because i think even folks that don't folks who yeah <laughs> even the, even the folks out there that i like know, it uh like people that don't normally drink i, I think this is a good like intro this would be great for people that, you know, the hoppiness and all that kind of crap that people are always, you know, down yeah. about because that's why they don't like, I don't like your IPs or this, this, this. I mean, this is great. They like craft beer in general. Yeah. Like, it's too hoppy or it's too bitter. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is something that uh, most people could uh, get behind and drink. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because, I mean, I say the same thing about your beer. You know what I mean? And, and, and actually, I didn't even say this, but... The colors are pretty similar. Um, also a golden hue. Yours is a little cloudier because we're just pouring it off for the first time. But just like the IPAs that we did with uh, Mike and Emil, um, which I'm about to get to, uh, this the colors are the same. Like I think we both hit the same. Would you agree? Well, maybe this is a little darker. Maybe yours is a little darker. A little bit. But again, that might be just the haze. Yeah. I'm going back to you. It's I'm going back to yours. It's my hazy IPA, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Suck. Um, do you want to take a break? It's a short show. It's been taking a break, so. Jack and Rod show. <laughs> I I feel like we found our place as far as starting and starting and ending the show and like coming in the middle. I feel like I should do the intro in the beginning, which I do. It's my voice a lot. Sorry. Uh, of hey, welcome back. But also, I really appreciate when you do the and we're back when we come back from a break. <laughs> I think that needs to be a staple. I feel like we're really finding our groove, man. Ah, get your groove on. Mm. Get your groove on. I was thinking of, oh, man, this shows me. I was thinking of Limp Bizkit's Get Your Groove On. 
Nobody Google that if you don't know what it is. Remember when we went and saw Limp Bizkit? Mm-hmm. John Brady was so upset. Yeah. Because he had a ticket for me, but you got me in for free. And I was like, well, I'll give you the money. Yeah, this is getting personal, John. <laughs> um, Brandon, you gave me something because I asked for it. I don't, I'm running you here. asked for it. He wanted the worst. You got the worst. That's another Limp Bizkit reference who's referencing, uh, referencing Kiss. Sorry. You wanted the best. You get the best. Uh, anyways... <laughs> I never thought I'd reference so much Limp Bizkit in one episode. We're going to drink an Underberg, right? Yes. What's an Underberg, Brandon? So Underberg essentially is a bitter. So um, kind of like the, the history of bitters is basically a tonic that was given to people for, um, you know, if you have a, a sour stomach or something like that, um, you can take bitters to actually relieve that. Um, it, it's... And if you go to a grocery store, typical bitters, like, I think, what is the one, like, agnostic? Or uh, yeah, I've heard the name. It's got the white label. Yeah, the so that I've one's, like, sold in, like, the spice aisle. Yeah. And, like, you can be a kid and walk in there and buy it. But, like, so we're actually going to have Underberg. This is 44% by volume. So that comes out to 88% alcohol. I think so. Or 80 proof. Yeah, 80, 88 proof. Math yeah. is hard, but it's made in Germany, so it's trusted. That's for sure. I trust the Germans. Sometimes. It's <laughs> terrible. I'm mainly German. Um, Me too. You got a whole bunch of these for your wedding, right? Correct. And you gave them to us, uh, your groomsmen. And you also had them out on the table? No, we had them in the, the, the bags for the hotel rooms. Oh, I thought I was special. Uh, I was special because you gave me extras. That's... You did give me extras. You actually brought some to my house, yeah. I think. <laughs> and I still got some. Um, Kevin, as you know from the Pale Ale episode, he and I are big believers in the Underberg and... This will remind me the next time that he and I hang out because we haven't drank him in a while. That when we're out uh, hanging out, when we're out hanging out, when we're hanging out and drinking, or hanging out and drinking, um, drink one of these. It does help. I, I don't get it. And maybe it's a mindset. If it's a mindset, fine. Then it works. Do you know? So the reason we ended up getting these little underbergs was because they did not sell little tiny bottles of Malort. Oh, thank God. Well, yeah. We can do a whole episode on Malort and how I hate it. Yeah, well, I hate it too. But we were looking for something Chicago, like, originally to kind of put in there. So we were like, oh, it's gross, but it's hilarious, and there's people that will actually drink it. And, like, we could have a bunch of people at the wedding doing Malort face. Which is so funny because you were going to get it because people hate it and it's gross. You're going to get Malort. Yeah. I'm like, I fucking hate Malort. And yet you got Underberg, and I'm like, oh, I love it. Well, so... What an asshole. Well, I thought of, like, something else that was close to Malort, like, because some people will compare Malort to a type of bitters. It's not. Um, But there's a lot of the same ingredients in there. But then I was like, oh, I like bitters, and I like, and I knew Underberg was the small bottle, so that's why. I guess maybe maybe I need to revisit Malort and think of it as a bitters and try it again. My third time. Third time's a charm. Ironic thing now, I literally saw that they now have Malort in the mini, like, one-ounce size bottles. Mm, hear that, everybody? We're going to have Malort on an episode. So right. if you don't want to make that full commitment of a big bottle... Just get the little guy and just I feel agree. slightly disappointed. All right, uh, cheers. Cheers. Clink. <sighs> that was the amount of time it took. I just yeah. let it kind of chug into my mouth. I didn't give it enough oxygen to flow through. Um, I've seen like when people do it in the bar. Probably can't do this at a lot of bars now, but they have a, a small straw that they put in there. Oh, nice. Bend over and then like, you know, create the airflow. <laughs> Bend over and just take it. Bend over the straw. Yeah. It, when I, 
it's funny. This makes me think of like the spice in it. I feel like I just like if you're spice like it's it's Christmas, okay, and you're making yes. a ham or uh, some type of pie. And you took all the seasonings, not just like, oh, a dash of this and a dash of that. You took all those seasonings and then just like the whole bottles and just shoved them into your mouth in liquid form. That's what Underberg tastes like. It tastes like overdone Christmas. It's like cloves. It's like if you bit into a clove. Do you ever, you ever have a, um, a spiral ham and bite into the clove when you're a dumbass kid like me? I do that like all the time. <laughs> oh, yes, you're still nice. Perfect. I can't wait to see what your kid does too. Uh, I can't wait to feed him some burnt cloves. Um, that's kind of what it tastes like to me. Um, actually, I've never done that. No, but no. Um, he's better than I am, folks. You know what? The, ironically, this reminds me of. Do you remember clove cigarettes? I do, and I never smoked them. I know. But I, it smells I, like it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's that that same smell. You can taste it almost. Yeah, but it's a, it's got to be the clove, obviously. Yeah. Whatever. That was rough going down, I gotta be honest. But it doesn't bother me like Malort does. No. You hear that, Malort? Do you ever read the side of the bottle? Underberg is an herb bitters taken for digestion. It is not a beverage. Oh, it's not a beverage not to be sipped, but taken all at once and quickly because of its aromatic, strong taste. It's also used as a flavoring. That's like the end. Hmm. A flavoring to what? Like, can you maybe you can flavor like a pie with it? Like I was saying, ooh, make a pumpkin pie and use this instead of pumpkin spice. Maybe See so. How that goes. Yeah, my uncle actually gave up, so he doesn't drink anymore. Good for him. But he that wasn't sarcasm, by the way. No, no. So, uh, but he'll he'll get like ginger ale and he'll take bitters and put like two or three like dashes of bitters in there. That's a good idea. And like sips on that. I can see that with ginger ale. Yeah. Totally. Ooh, that sounds good. You got any ginger ale lying around? Let's drink, I don't. Let's just drink all your uh, fucking Underberg tonight. Um, all right. I'm so find where half of those are. Now that we spent an hour talking about Underberg. Nothing wrong with that. It's delicious. It is. Um, a couple things we want to talk about. Uh, number one, we're going to, uh, as usual, not as usual. Number one, the first thing I want to bring up, as we've mentioned before, we will be in Mount Vernon on Saturday, June 8th. That's Mount Vernon, Illinois. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, at the uh, Mount Vernon Home Brewers Festival. It's the first year that they're doing it. We're, 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 we're super stoked to, to go down there uh, and be a part of this. It is, did I say that right? June 8th? Oh, yeah. Here, yep. we're pull up. June 8th, 2019. We're going to cause a ruckus. Yeah. It is $15 general admission. Um, you get all the beer samples, commemorative tasting glass, and there's live musical acts. I almost said ass. Live musical acts. Uh, looks like there's food from Joe's Pizza, Guerrero's Mexican Restaurant, and the Frosty Mug. That's exciting. It says 20... I'm, I'm actually just reading off the flyer here. Featuring uh, nearly 20 area homebrewers serving more than 60 different beers for sampling. It's from noon to 5 p.m. We are not an area homebrewer. We are not. As far as area goes, we're in Illinois. And actually, I have some family uh, not far from Mount Vernon. Are they going? I did reach out to them, and I think they are going to come out uh, to say what's up. So they used to live here in Chicago. I'm actually pretty excited that they're going to come Who, out. Whose side of the family are they on? My, my dad's side. My dad's side. They all live down there. Oh, they all nice. live down there, southern Illinois. It's my southern side of my family. They're pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. So, look. If you're in Chicago, which most of you who are listening to this are, yes, it is a four-and-a-half-hour drive, depending on the time you're leaving. However... It is an all homebrew festival. It's on a Saturday. It is fifteen bucks minus gas and lodging for pretty much unlimited samples of beer. And I'm assuming 
Um, this is a big assumption. From the festivals we've been to, where there's homebrewers, just one, great like Brewfest, <laughs> um, all the beers should be pretty good. So for 15 bucks, unlimited sampling, and you get a chance to hang out with us. We have decided on three. We're gonna bring three beers. Correct. As of right now, only two are decided on. The first one, Barrel Age Soul Survivor. Correct. It's our Barrel Age Stout, which has now been in the barrel well, for over a year. Mix. It's blended with uh, a fresher batch, though. God, do I hope it is not like ninety degrees that day. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to chug Barrel Age beer. Uh, and you know what? The funny thing is, Southern Illinois. It's gonna be hotter down there than it is in Chicago. Oh, of course. Fingers crossed. Um, we're gonna have that. The other beer uh, that we know that we're going to bring, and if you're following us on Instagram or our webpage or Facebook, we did an IPA face-off, and it was a throwdown between member Mike and member Emil, and they're two recipes, and the idea was that we were going to have a showdown, both beers brewed at the same time, both kegged at the same time, and both sampled at the same time. Brandon, myself, and Emil brewed Emil's recipe, which is an all-citra IPA, minus the ctz that was used for uh was it the what did we ah pre-boil the uh the wort we were we hopped the yeah. wort pre-boil hopping what is that fucking called pre-boil does anybody know is it pre-boil, pre-boil wait what are you, what are you trying to explain it, I, got it. I got it except for the ctz that was used for the first wort hopping uh, which just gives it a softer bitterness. Um, me, Brandon, and Emil did that. And the other one was members Ron, Dave, and Mike with Mike's recipe. And Mike hasn't brewed that recipe in almost five years. And he had a bunch of hops. And their grain bills are almost exactly the same, except for honey and... Uh, what? Uh, Emil used like carapils dextrin or some... Or caradextrin, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Not maltodextrin, but there's a dextrin malt in there. They looked. If you look on our Instagram, which is uh, Two Twelve Brew Club on Instagram, you can see Brandon took a picture, and they look identical as far as color is concerned. We did a blind taste testing. We did a triangle test. Um, <laughs> fun fact: uh, out of were there six of us? Yes. Out of six of us, four people were able to tell a difference. Two people were not. Me and Ron, we were not able to tell <laughs> the difference of the beers. Uh, but we, all of us, decided that the beer we liked the most was Emil's Citra Hopped beer. We brewed that again um, this past weekend. Yep. And the next time. Oh, that was this past weekend. Yeah, it was this past weekend. So I actually got Mike to agree to come on to the show. Mike doesn't want to come on to the show because he doesn't like listening to his voice. But he also, I said, don't listen. He says, I have to listen because I'm on there. But he knows we don't listen to his voice when he talks to him. Nobody listens to him, yeah. So he won't ever hear this. Oh, shit, he listens to the show, though. (sighs) Oh, we love you, Mike. Shut up, Mike. Uh, so Emil and Mike are going to come on. We're going to talk about that and that uh, that process, which I think will be a lot of fun. And we're going to drink it. We're going to drink that beer. But that beer, the Citra IPA, they made adjustments to it, will be available at the Brewfest as well. So we're going to have our Barrel-Aged Soul Survivor Imperial Milk Stout and the Citra IPA that still doesn't have a name. And we still have to decide on the third beer, which is sounds like it's going to be a kettle sour Berliner Weiss with some cherries, maybe. I know or we discussed that. Or you and I doing our two Weissmen as yep. a backup. So we'll have something light and refreshing as well. Um, so yeah, thanks for letting me uh, just talk for like fifteen minutes straight. Well, hey, sorry. you got a lot to talk about. <laughs> I did really leave it open for you. I apologize. I, I'm really sorry. I just kept going. It's all good. It's gonna suck when I go back and listen to me like shut up. Where can I edit me out? 
All of it. Um, so yeah, so that's what's going on. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. the Mount Vernon thing. Yeah. Um, what are the? Is that twelve to four? Twelve to five? Uh, it's noon to five p.m. Uh, yeah, Saturday, June eighth, two thousand nineteen, noon to five p.m. Uh, South Ninth and Casey, downtown Mount Vernon, Illinois. Um, yep, that means absolutely nothing to us. Correct. We're just gonna go follow some ways or something and be like, yeah. hey, take us there. And also, if anybody has any questions, oh Jesus! If anybody has any questions about it, feel free to email us at two twelve brew club at gmail dot com. Number two, word twelve, word brew, word club at sign gmail dot com. Somebody's gonna do like no, write number two. I hope so. Word twelve. That'd be greatest. Word brew. Hey, so I sent this email and never fucking you guys never responded. We should just make that an email address by <laughs> just, just in case. It's a good idea. Uh, if anybody has any questions about the the fest, um, maybe we can figure out a way for all of us to go down there at the same time. That'd be cool. Road trip. Get up early. We'll have some pancakes at McDonald's or something. Pancakes at uh, Golden Nugget, maybe. We'll Dude, is your Waffle House there. down there? Oh man, I'm not sure. Sunday morning, that's definitely going to oh, be on the yeah. menu. Oh man, if anybody in Mount Vernon knows if there's Waffle House uh, down there, please let us know. You can email us. At... <laughs> no, <laughs> hit us on my Facebook. Hit us on my Facebook. It's way easier. Um, if you have questions, I, I know that uh, I forget Doug's last name, but Doug is running the festival, or at least he's yeah, he's running it. I believe he's the one organizing it. Oh, he's, he's doing a hell of a lot of work. Yeah, he's doing, if he's not organizing it, man, he needs to be promoted. Um, he knows of some hotels in the area, um, that are nearby and that are reputable. So if you guys have any questions about that, feel free to email us or hit us up on the old facey space. Um, that's all I have right now, man. Should we talk to people about our MySpace page that we don't have? (laughs) Should we set up a MySpace page? I actually used to have a MySpace page and I think all my music's gone now. That's when I was making sweet jams. I think I deleted my MySpace page. Oh, why? I don't know. I think at one point my only friend on there was like Connor. Didn't didn't you want to know if Tom what Tom was up to? No. Tom, where is Tom these days? Rolling in dough. Yeah, that's fucking smart. smart. Well, anyways, that's all I got. Brandon, you got anything else? You want to talk about anything else? This is nice. You know, I kind of like the free form uh, form uh, episode we did here. Yeah, I mean, the the idea was we were going to talk about like these beers, which is great. Um, but I think uh, the important thing too is is you know the coming fest. I mean, that's our big thing that we're doing now. So like that's what we're looking forward to. So. Um, I mean, I don't really have much to add to it. Like, you literally read the description from the flyer. Yeah, sorry. And I just kept going. I yeah. apologize. Well, you were reading, so I was like, oh, Tony learned to read. Yeah. Let's Laura, let him go. Laura's going to be really excited if she ever listens to this episode. and be like, holy shit, Tony can read. That is, I doubted him for all these years for not reading books. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got some stuff in store. Also, Brandon is a baby on the way, as we mentioned. So we got uh, the next episode with Emil and Mike, and then I'm going to do a special episode of stuff that we did, which we called, was it after, what'd you call what'd you name it? After the last pour? Uh, yeah, after the final pour. After the final pour, which ever since we started doing this, except for, I think, except for the first episode, which with Stephanie. Yeah. After each episode, and actually you and I did some test ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, where we did like small samplings of specific beers with the guests and just Brandon and I, and reviewed those beers. So that might be a one part, two part episode. I don't know, but um, we'll have some content coming soon. Um, but uh, Brandon's got a baby on the way. 
It's a life-changing experience. I sound somber, but it's actually excitement. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm right. super stoked for you guys. I, I'm just going to keep saying I'm excited. <laughs> is my wife listening? Does my wife listen to these podcasts? No. She is uh, a floor above us. She can hear everything. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's exciting, man. Yeah, so we'll, you know, once the kid comes along, we'll basically put together a schedule, like, to create some new content. Obviously, as we get into the summer, you know, the kid will be, you know, a little more, you know, manageable as far as, like, us being able to obviously take time away. So, uh, uh, but yeah, so we have some ideas. Uh, A lot of uh, our friends that we've talked to definitely want to get together and do a podcast. So, um, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, you, and I'm not going to say anything just in case things fall through, but yeah. you've been in touch with breweries, you've been in touch with certain stores, you've been in touch with certain bars. Yes. Um, so Brandon actually has uh, given props for that. He's been uh, getting the ball rolling on uh, some upcoming content. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, um, all right, well, I'm done. I don't want to talk to you guys anymore. And by you guys, I mean my reflection that I'm looking at. I'm seeing two. That bitters. Oof. Got me rocked, man. Got me real <laughs> rocked. Now, um, let's wrap it up. Uh, Brandon, as always, I love you, man. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks you know for what? coming by and drinking some beer. and Thanks for hosting. Troubleshooting that keg as much as we could. I'll be by tomorrow. <laughs> we'll get it going. And here's an episode for you, Mike, where there's no kissing involved. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. Music for this episode was provided by Fluid Minds. You can find all of their music at fluidmindsmusic.com. You can also find them on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you to everyone who keeps listening every week. We appreciate it. We look forward to many more episodes with the laughs and beers to go along with it. Cheers. Cheers.